Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, welcome to part two of this lovely interview with none other than Danny Minogue. A man is waving at us in the street. Why is he waving? Lovely green fleece he's wearing. So uh, we've been asking listeners for their dating disasters inspired by your show, Danny. One person's written in, he looked me square in the face and told me he hated the Spice Girls. Unacceptable, uh, quite frankly. I think so. uh, I went on a third date with a guy and realised I'd had his name wrong the whole time. Oh, that is brilliant. Oh, no. The, he said, just going to put my jumper on and never came back. Have you ever had that? Have you ever done like a thing where you've got a friend to text you or anything? No, I mean, I don't like like set up dates and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of particular for me and anyone that I would be dating because like everyone in the room is watching what you're yeah. doing. Uh, yeah. Not easy. Um, yeah, I would never be set up on a date or back in the day when I was dating and weren't dating apps or anything, you know, who you're attracted to. Mm. Um, definitely was a thing at one point. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of working a lot. So I'm only going to meet people in my work circle. And I think a lot of us, if you're single, you're spending more time on work and then, you know, who are you going to meet? So, think that's a bit of a trap so true what would be theoretically your dream date like are you someone who likes who thinks going for dinner with someone is a good date or is it like a see my friend always said his dream date was um go to the supermarket with someone because <laughs> you've got something to talk about and you're moving and you're talking and you're putting stuff in the trolley and I was like it's kind of great actually I don't, I don't mind that at the start of a day mm. um and Cooking or something. I love food. So anything to do with food, tick, I'm in. Um, My boyfriend rides a motorbike, so we will often go on the motorbike somewhere, maybe go to the beach, go to a park. Lovely. Uh, It's not great for your hairstyle, I have to say. Yes, you've got to be, you've got to think, (laughs) right. But do you ride the motorbike as well, or am I dreaming? No, I, I have a motorbike license, and the most riding I did was around London. I guess that was kind of my freedom from everything because when I had the helmet on, nobody knew who I was. Yeah. And I would I would go riding late at night, so maybe like 1 a.m., go um, just around all the iconic buildings around London, just have that peaceful, quiet time. Everything looks pretty. You can actually see where the potholes are because you can actually see quite a distance in front of you, so it was a much safer way uh, to ride than than in the daytime and I just I love the freedom of it Mm, nice and no one hassles you which is lovely yeah do you think that we complicate dating do you think that because I when I was dating I'm now married so going on less dates um you know like I I started doing this thing where I was like I would just meet someone for one drink 
because then you can just meet and not have to spend the whole evening together. But do you think we complicate dating a little by, you know, going for dinner and all of that stuff? When you're first meeting people, I mean. Yeah, when you're first meeting people, it's got to be short and sweet. Like, just see if there's a connection there or not. Mm. Why on the show? It's like they walk around the corner, they see each other. It's in our DNA to just look someone up and down and scan them and make a judgment on them about how they walk in confidently, what are they wearing, how tall are they. You know, a lot of things you pick up, your senses pick up very, very quickly. Mm. Yeah, short and sweet. Just see if there's a zing there or not. And do you, so I believe in love at first sight because I feel that I fell in with, fell in love with my husband the moment I met him. What happened? Jodie Harsh had a club night. My friend invited me to go to this club night and he said, oh, my friend wants to get in. Can you go and let him in on the door? And I knew who he was. I knew he was like my friend's hot friend. And so I went upstairs and out to the club and then I looked around and I saw him this little voice in my head went that's him and Mm. uh, we got together that night and we've been together for 10 years yeah isn't it like it's a total body sensory your mind you know like whether you get goosebumps or whatever it's you know and Mm. uh, you know I think some people come in and out of our lives at different times it's amazing if that one where you go this is the one lasts forever um people have different relationships but um yeah you definitely get that boing. Mm. but then do you think that the challenge with the apps is like we have too much choice so we never we never settle on anyone i don't know i mean i you know i haven't used them so no. mm. i have got on friends once and I'm like which way am I swiping what am I doing they're like you just oh my god it's great just you know come hang out with me after I've had a few wines and give me a dating app and let's see what happens um I I absolutely love it because it's just nothing that I've ever done before uh but look hobbies and interests um you know, it's great if you can find something that you both love. So, like, go out and do something that you love and mm. probably meet someone there that also loves what you're doing. Like, if it's music yeah. or cooking or whatever, gardening. I read this thing that said if you go through something with someone, you're, like, 30% more likely to stay to get together with them as in like so they do these like extreme dates where like you jump off a bungee jump together and statistically because you went through something massive you're yeah you're more likely isn't that weird yeah no but like I guess you get to see the personality of that person did they want to comfort you were they there to protect you did they just kind of leave you to do it I think you learn a lot very quickly I mean I used to Love when I was living in the UK, watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and just thinking, don't romance blossom because they were going through some, you know, pretty yeah. uh, The best was Katie Price and Peter Andre. Oh, my God, that was the best. <laughs> Wasn't it? They yeah. were so tender and sweet together. We forget that, you know. And they, like, you know, they've got great kids together. And, you know, as I said, it might not be that person. Forever, but that might 
that person might be still really important in your life. Absolutely. They had that like that full body moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 and. Uh, you know but I also think that that is I think that is to do with going through something but I also wonder if it's to do with the stillness of being exposed to someone and I feel like you know like I as in I'm not on the apps either but I think that we do live in a world of infinite choice and I think that that is what makes dating harder and I feel like I see it with all my friends and I think I do think it's more of a specifically LGBT thing as well I think we all, as a community, go clubbing probably longer than most. We don't naturally settle down into families, uh, into having kids quite as much as our peers might. Like, I'm aware I'm walking very hot coals here. Like, But, you know, like, it is... I think your youth is extended. And I think all my gay friends talk like we're still roughly 25. <laughs> and, you know, that's not the same. And I think it actually... Uh, I don't know, it does something to dating. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I suppose this show, there's elements of it which is an antidote to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with straight dating, it's like, you know, the women, the ovaries are going ping, 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 or not, and it's like you have to work out, like, pretty quickly, do you both want the same thing? Yes. Um, a lot of my gay friends are starting families now, but, that you know, it takes time and planning and... Yeah, and and huge expense. They've actually just said they're going to change the laws for surrogacy in the UK. People, so look out. I read I read half an article as always. I never read the whole thing. Um, <laughs> uh, Danny, what are your dating green flags? What do you think is good, just in a kind of general sense? Like, what do you think people should be looking for in a good date? I think it all starts with eye contact. Interesting. Then. You know, are you making that person smile or are they making you smile? So starting from here, mm -hmm. your mouth will tell you very much what is going on up here or, you know, in your head or in your heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and body language, I mean, for me, it's all of that first. And then, then you've got to, like, everyone's like an onion. You've got to peel back the layers and really see who's underneath there, not who they're, like, wanting you to think they are on the first date. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How long have you been with your partner? 10 years. Me too. Ah, really? It goes by like that, right? Yeah. 
Because there's this whole theory that there's no such thing as love at first sight. And actually what you're doing is projecting your feelings onto someone. But, you know, 10 years later, in a way, I'm a bit like, well, who cares? It's that that's what happened to me in that moment. And that's what feels true. And and I and, and I think what's amazing and the thing I don't think we talk about with relationships, because we talk about the moment of connection a lot, but we don't talk about what happens later down the line, you know, and being together with someone for 10 years is my husband doesn't listen. So it doesn't matter. Like it's hard. Like it's really hard. You're not going to have a relationship where both people are happy all the time. You're just not. And no one teaches you that stuff, right? You just have to work it out and you have to take your own measure of whether it's good or not, or whether this is like, is this a good, is this a good relationship or is this just my, my version of it? And um, I suppose that's been my main experience of trying to work out what I feel is nutritious for me. And I'm very lucky and I have the most wonderful husband in the world, but there is no, there's no rule book for that, right? No, um, but I think also there are cues, like I got asked, you know, do you think it's important that that person gets on with your circle of friends? And I said, yes, and family. Then you can really have some longevity and fun. You know, you want to share your partner with your friends and to be able to look forward to that, not like dread it. Mm. Uh, And they'll definitely give you cues as well. So if you're traveling into a relationship and if somebody would be questioning, "Mm, do I think this is right? I mean, your people around you can really be, you know, a good barometer for that. Yeah, because I've dated people who my friends have hated, you know, when you're in that situation and your friends tell you they don't like that person, you know, it's confusing, it's confronting. But then when you cut forward to another part of your life when you are with someone that they really love and they love for you, how good is that? Yes. Like, so it's definitely worth listening to. You know, it's a, friendships are longer than most relationships and they've got to stick around while you kiss some frogs. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Danny, we've got some. We do this thing, agony uncling, on the show. So yeah. solving people's problems. We've got some dating problems. Would you mind assisting? Sure, I can try. So this is agony aunting, of course. Okay, I'm sick of rejection on the apps. How do I build up my confidence again, or go about meeting someone organically, especially as I'm not much of a party person, which is very common. Like, just you've got to go for your hobby. Go and do something that you love doing. Mm-hmm. Look at yourself. Like, what hobbies do you have? Like, it doesn't have to be going to clubs. Even if it's a hobby, you might meet someone there like, oh, you've got to meet my friend. You mm-hmm. know, like, so you don't have to be going to a place where you go, the gays are there. Yeah. It's everywhere, not just in the club. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, like, go for your hobby. And, um, you know, the whole rejection thing, confidence, that's, that's, it's super hard, but I think we all spend our entire life trying to get to the point where we're happy with ourselves. We're enough just as we are. And I feel like when the closer you get to hitting that, the more appealing you are to other people. Yes. If you're neurotic, you're scared, will they like me? You're questioning everything. It doesn't tend to magnet people to you unless they kind of oh I can control that person you know so it's 
I think we've all just in the background always got to be working on, you know, am I enough? Am I cool with myself? Because if you're not cool, someone else is going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's amazing advice. And I think that the rejection thing is horrible. I think we have to just remember that we probably all of our rejection threshold is at a two and we should probably turn it into an like 11 and then we'd be okay because actually it's you don't know why people don't find you attractive and actually that is okay for them not to and to just move on and not think that it's like an indictment of you it's just you're not the right person for them that's the thing you have to remember but it's so hard yeah I I find something that's really helpful maybe this will help this person or someone else listening is um, something that I was um, told by a psychologist is when you're sitting down questioning stuff, not to say to yourself, why did that person do that to me? Mm-hmm. It's like if you take off those last two words, to me, interesting, it completely changes it and you go, why did that person do that? That's because they are looking for this, their motive is that, that's what felt right to them at the time. Don't have to get all in your, to me, what what was it about me? What was it about, you know, because you're yeah. never going to find to that. So I think whenever you, you know, and I've used that for years now, like when That's you find great. something like, you know, it could be at work, you know, why did that journalist say that to me? Or why did that person say that at my concert? Or why did that person say that when I was walking through the airport? You know, like not, to me like as you were saying before you've got to notch that number up so it's not so personal and I think that you know performers we get match fit at that it is a muscle your brain is a muscle you and you can train your brain to be stronger to be more confident you absolutely can it's um speaking to people that can give you the tools to do that and I love um listening to lots of podcasts at the moment from people they're sharing what they've learned and then you can take on those amazing you know insights and and try them out but i think that's that's one yes. that's been a real winner in my life that's why great me. for me like me 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 just take off the to me <laughs> great and Danny we've got to end there but just tell me what's your favorite podcast that you're listening to at the moment apart from Homo Sapiens of course Homo Sapiens Table Manners uh I love uh Diary of a CEO and anyone who wants a little Minogue music podcast there are some people in Australia that have a podcast but you can get it um globally and it's called This Is Disco and uh, they're fantastic. They've just uh, come at this podcast as as fans of our music, but I've gotten to know them and then I've, like, introduced them to all these people within the inner sanctum that they're interviewing. So there's a lot of uh, good interviews on, on there if you're into that. Oh, wicked. That's great. We'll share all these in the show notes so everyone can listen. Well... That was refreshing, nutritious, and delicious. Oh, it's very pretty. The wisteria's out here in the countryside. We're near Blenheim. We're near Blenheim. Blenheim Palace. Yeah, we should go. <gasps> Look at that house. God, a beautiful, like, little manor house on a village green. Wow. Gosh, it's pretty around here. 
So, let us know what you thought of that chat. Let us know what you thought of Danny's new show. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com, at homosapiens on Instagram, and at homosapienspodcast on Facebook. Next week, we've got a really cool episode. We are talking to Ollie Pike of Pop and Ollie. I love Ollie. Pop and Ollie is LGBTQ plus educational resources for children, parents and teachers to ensure that our education is diverse and inclusive. And actually, our little daughter, we've read Pop and Ollie books to her. They're really good. We'll be talking about all of your experiences of LGBT learning at school. You all got in touch and wrote so many lovely messages, so we'll be going through all of those. Oh, and don't forget to send us your agony uncles. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Maybe William will do a little session where you help doing some agony uncling. What do you think? You're brilliant at advice. Yes, I'm very compassionate and wise. You heard it here first. Okay, listeners, thanks for listening. Good to chat. See you next week. Powered by Spirit Studios.